Hi everyone, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched and we'll be talking about Christopher Robin. Jan, do you want to tell us a bit about this movie? Yes, I certainly do. Christopher Robin is a 2018 film. It was directed by Mark Forrester, written by Alex Ross Perry, Tom McCarthy, and Alison Schrader from a story by Greg Brooker and Mark Stephen Johnson. So mm. that's a good sign. Uh-huh. Uh, it's sorry to pre pre whatever. It stars the lovely Ewan McGregor, Haley Atwell, Mark Gatkiss, and the voices of Jim Cummings, Brad Garrett, Nick Mohammed, Peter Capaldi, so- Sophia Kendo, etc., etc., etc. So, Paul, tell us about the plot of Christopher Robin. Do I have to? Yes, okay, I will. Uh, Christopher Robin has a bunch of stuffed animals, including Winnie the Pooh and others. Then he grows up and forgets all about them, but then they come back and remind him of their existence. So he invents holidays. (laughs) (laughs) The end. He becomes a better father, I guess. I guess. Does he? (laughs) He remembers the true meaning of Arbor Day. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Can you be objective? How good of a movie is this? Okay. Objectively, there are definite high points to this movie. We're already tipping our hand a little bit of how we felt about it, but let's be objective. And there are high points to this movie, and a couple of them are. The visual effects are good. Mm -hmm. All the animals, all the animals, stuffed animals, you know, whatever, uh, look great. Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh looks great both in design and conception. I kind of usually hate the Disneyfied Winnie the Pooh because I have a lot of affection for the book, and we'll get to that in a sec. But I really liked the way they were all worked in this movie. I loved every one of the designs of how they looked, and they mostly seemed like they were really there and and were well executed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprisingly good. I there were definite moments of like they're not there, but in general, it was pretty good for yeah making it seem like they were there. It was pretty good. I thought it was quite good. When did you... When did... Some of the times when they were holding the animals. Especially... uh, Haley Atwell had like six in her arms and it was a little awkward. Okay. Fair. Um, And the human actors... Hugh McGregor did fine. (laughs) He did... It's not his best. Um, But it's not his worst. He did fine. He did well even... The kid was good. Mm-hmm. Yep, they didn't ask good. much of her at all, but she was she was good at what she they asked her to do. I think I love Haley Atwell, and when she's on screen, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't have to do anything. It um, was uh, Jim Cummings to have him as Pooh. If you don't know already, Jim Cummings has been the voice of Winnie the Pooh for since the very first Disney movie about it. So like. 
it's pretty cool to have him still as Pooh. Because he's just the voice you associate with him. I mean, he... That's true. (laughs) I don't think he gave a good performance. Hmm. I think his voice is great. I think that he is the voice I imagine as Winnie the Pooh's voice. I don't think his performance was very good. Hmm. Uh, The choice... And maybe that's directing. The choices that he made. He made Winnie the Pooh into a sad sack. I've Mm. never seen Winnie the Pooh as much of a sad sack as this. And that's partly on the performance. He was as much of a sad sack as Eeyore. In the Uh, performance. Yeah, that might be true. He also also does the voice of Tigger. hmm, And so the voice of Tigger has remained consistent all along as well. That's true. Which is very recognizable. It is great. Brad Garrett as Eeyore did a really good job. I thought of the voice actors, he was the best one. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Like... Jim Cummings, I do have affection for his voice, both as Tigger and as Winnie the Pooh. He's recognizably his voice, and it is great to have him, and it would feel wrong to have a different voice for Winnie the Pooh, because mm-hmm. you know what Winnie the Pooh's supposed to sound like. Even Piglet uh, was a good performance, but it felt weird that it didn't sound like I expect Piglet to sound. Yeah. Um, and it would have been weirder if Winnie the Pooh didn't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I thought his performance wasn't great if you judge it on objectively on its own merits without nostalgia. Yep, absolutely. Whereas Brad Garrett's, I thought was. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a good Eeyore. He did well. He brought everything out of that performance that was there. <laughs> <laughs> objectively, uh, I think we've done, like, those are the high points, right? Yeah. Yeah. The weak point, uh, this movie is a dumpster fire in terms of writing. It's garbage. <laughs> this movie is is terrible. It is boring, is what it really is. It's like, I almost fell asleep. I'm surprised I didn't fall asleep. It's just like, oh man. The I mean, like, and to be very objective, the pacing was slow. The themes were muddy. The characters were inconsistently written when I hadn't looked it up. But when you tell me there are six people writing it, I'm like, yeah, there are six different visions of who Christopher Robin is in this movie, Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the, I think, I think the directing didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> but the writing is where this movie fails. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It is a poorly written movie. I have just discovered, I'm sorry, I had to. Google a tiny bit. Jim Cummings is not the original Pooh. No? No. It was Sterling Holloway. Yeah. Sterling Holloway was Winnie the Pooh. Jim Cummings took over when Sterling Holloway died or retired or something. Yes. Um, yeah. Jim Cummings does well, but Sterling Holloway was the, like, Jim Cummings is doing a Sterling Holloway impression. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that's right. Because Jim Cummings wasn't the snake in, in uh, the Jungle Book. No. Right. I was just confused. What's this director, Mark Forrester? The name's not familiar. Has he directed other things? Mark Forrester has directed uh, Monster's Ball, Finding Neverland, Strangers in Fiction, The Kite Runner, mm. World War Z. Z, I mean. It's World War Z. I'm very Canadian. I'm sorry. <laughs> World War Z. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's 
like it's like that famous singer jay zed um (laughs) (laughs) um so like i mean yeah so this is not his strongest no some of those are good others of those movies are quite good so i don't know i don't know what went wrong with this it's the writing and it's primarily i think there's two things that make it fall down in the writing and one is too many cooks and the other is uh no one involved recognizes what's good about winnie the pooh (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's maybe a uh, not an objective point what they think is good about winnie the pooh is like some random songs that he sung in the disney movie yeah and like okay we're not talking objectively anymore let's move no we're not let's move a little bit more into non-objectively Hi, it's Paul here, interrupting the podcast to tell you something I'm very excited about. When I'm not hosting podcasts, I teach English literature at university, and I just started a new online school to teach English literature. If you like reading and studying and understanding and thinking deeply about literature, but going to university is not desirable or practical for you right now, Come study with me. I have five courses already planned out and more to come. The first one, studying Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, begins in the first week of February. You can find out more, including how to register, at clockworksacademy.com. All right, back to the show. Let's talk a bit more about our personal history with Winnie the Pooh and then some opinions about this movie. So, Paula, go ahead. With what? How do you feel about Winnie the Pooh? I went into this movie ready to hate it. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, because I love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, I love and am uh, a little irrationally protective of Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh. The books. I love the books. I read them, like, I probably learned to read, reading Winnie the Pooh, I would say. Uh, Reading Winnie the Pooh over my mom's shoulders is probably how I learned to read. Mm -hmm. And we, like, as a kid, my mom read Winnie the Pooh to me hundred times. And then I read it to myself a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the, the, uh, when we were very young and now we are six too, the poems, A. A. Milne's poems. Also, like, I know several of them, uh, on my fingertips, Mm -hmm. on the tip of my tongue. And, uh, I have a lot of nostalgic affection for them. Like, a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never liked Disney's Winnie the Pooh because I've always thought, even as a kid, that they got it wrong. Yeah. And a lot of people have... I don't anymore... I'm a little less snobby about it now than I was when I was a kid. Because although what there is what there is to love about Disney's Winnie the Pooh is not what I love about Winnie the Pooh, I now can recognize that there is something to love about Disney's Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. When I was a kid, I would have said there isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I recognize that there are people who have a lot of nostalgic affection for Disney's Winnie the Pooh, not for the book Winnie the Pooh, and that's what this is, like, aimed at. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, but Disney's Winnie the Pooh never, I think, understood why Winnie the Pooh was good. Mm. And it was just a different thing mm. that was appealing to a different thing. Um, so we, I will get to that more in a second. But like my personal opinion, I have so much affection for A. a. Milne's writing and the book Winnie the Pooh. And I have never liked Disney's Winnie the Pooh. And I was primed to dislike this movie because I thought they're probably going to get it wrong. And they did. They got it wronger than the animated <laughs> ones, I think. Yeah. How about you? Um, I don't dislike Disney Winnie the Pooh as much as you do. You've influenced me in past years. Definitely, um, I didn't grow up reading the Winnie the Pooh books at all. And to be clear, in case you don't know, there are two Winnie the Pooh books. There is Winnie the Pooh and there's House at Pooh Corner. And they're made up of chapters that kind of can be read independently of each other. But there's been so many books since then published that are either broken up versions of the chapters or uh, just fictionalized, like, it's always fiction. Uh, (laughs) Not like those nonfiction documentary (laughs) books. Or adaptations of the Disney Winnie the Pooh in, like, picture book form and whatnot. But Winnie the Pooh is not a picture book. I mean, it has pictures in it, but it is a chapter book. And... I didn't really fully know that until you introduced me to it when we were first dating. Right. But then you read it to me aloud. (laughs) Yep. When we were first dating because we used to read to each other because that's the kind of adorable we are. (laughs) Like, make you sick adorable. (laughs) Goodness. And then for our first Valentine's Day, you bought me a little stuffed piglet, which we still had, have. And it watched this movie with us. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Um... And so I do feel a lot of affection for Winnie the Pooh, especially for Piglet. I have strong feelings about Piglet, but exclusively from the book. Yeah. I like the movie, the old Disney movies, especially like the first one. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I like that. I don't agree that it's bad. I think it's good. We had a record of it when I was a kid. <laughs> so the songs are familiar to me. Um, but this... Christopher Robin movie. I thought it might be good. The trailers looked kind of good. I liked that it was like the voice of Winnie the Pooh that I recognized. It just seemed like this was pretty good. And it would be, and the trailers looked kind of fun. But then when we put it on, it was like, wow, this is boring. Wow, is this like, is this even a kids movie? Not really. So like you're moving into and let's formally move into, apart from objectively and apart from your experience of the past, how did you enjoy this movie? Yeah, I did not like this movie. No. It was, there were like a few moments of laughter. Eeyore, frankly, was the only character that made me laugh. And I struggled to stay awake. It was just boring. I'm so sad that how boring it was. Yeah. And I just, and I mean, quite frankly, you said that the CGI was good and it was, but requiring actors to act against nothing they struggle with that and ewan mcgregor is a good actor and but putting him against nothing he just can't act no as well as he can against an actual living human and that's not his fault well i mean i don't think not entirely not entirely his fault. fault he and this is where like i said he did fine right 
he didn't do great. And it's partly, I guess, because he had nothing to act against. It's also partly because his character had no motivation. That too. It was like, it was a character of nothing. This movie made me bored, but also made me mad. Mm. Because, like, this is what, like, I I say that Disney gets Winnie the Pooh wrong. And I think this movie got Winnie the Pooh wronger than Disney does. And what do I mean by that? What is that do I think is right about Winnie the Pooh? Is that, like... Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, the book, not the character, uh, is witty. Very witty. Very funny in wordplay. And Disney's Winnie the Pooh is not at all. Mm -hmm. None of the humor in Disney's Winnie the Pooh comes from wordplay or wittiness. And this movie is worse than Disney's Winnie the Pooh. And like, this tr- is this is Disney. Just to be yeah, fair. I know. But then the 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 old animated Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is what I mean. Mm-hmm. This movie is like doesn't even understand what the humor of the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was. So it's like there's no comedy in this movie except yeah. Eeyore, and the, the humor of Eeyore. In this movie, like, <sighs> Book Eeyore is sarcastic, mm-hmm. very sarcastic, and because all the other characters are characterized as children, the sarcasm goes over their head and they read his sarcasm as gloominess. But Book Eeyore isn't gloomy. Mm-hmm. He's sarcastic. He's sarcastic. Like, deadpan, deathly sarcastic. Cartoon Eeyore is always depressed. This one was cartoon Eeyore. And was funny as that, sometimes a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. He was never the, like, withering sarcasm of uh, Book Eeyore. Yep. And they sometimes kind of tried, and it was just, like, worse because they tried, because they didn't know what they were missing. It's like watching... Um, oh, man. There's, <laughs> there's, there's like, this... Uh, I just read through Calvin and Hobbes again. Um, and there's a part where Calvin asks Susie, and this is a terrible thing to say because it's actually a super misogynist joke, shame on you, Bill Watterson. But uh, Calvin asks Susie, what's it like being a girl? Is it like being a bug? And Susie's like, what? And Calvin says, I imagine that bugs and girls have a dim sense that nature has played a cruel trick on them, but lack the intelligence to truly comprehend the magnitude of it. <laughs> <laughs> is terrible and funny (laughs) this movie is like that like watching them try to be funny is like they have a dim sense that there's humor in winnie the pooh but they lack the intelligence to understand even what they're failing to do it's like someone put in my twitter feed today an alan turing put down that was like this argument isn't good enough to uh rebut the best it deserves is compassion (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. This movie isn't bad enough to rebut the best it deserves is compassion. Like, the quality of humor in this movie just makes me be like, oh, bless your heart. (laughs) It bums me out because I feel like what it could have been is Hook. This is the story of Hook. Of him going back to his childhood things, and it could have been great, but it sucked. It was not that. It was not, didn't have any of the charm or humor no. or or um, just 
energy at all. It just lacked, it had no energy whatsoever. Everything in this movie dragged. And I felt like, yeah, it could have been Hook with a better writer or a better director or better something, but it was not. It could have been Hook, but instead it was like only the saccharine parts of Hook or Mary Poppins or any number of a bajillion movies that uh, the dad is a workaholic. The dad's the a workaholic and he it. needs to rediscover his inner child. And like, I don't know. We're we're I don't know. We're kind of being fuzzy about our categories today because is this taking it seriously? I think it is. So let's just get into the way, way too way, seriously. Way, 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 portion of our show and let me finish my sentence on the other side of that break and say i don't know who this movie was for <laughs> no me neither was this a kids movie no no it was focused on christopher robin a disenchanted adult who lives a boring life and it spent a lot of time showing his boring life being boring was this an adult movie no it was idiotic <laughs> it wasn't smart enough to be for adults and it wasn't entertaining enough for to be for kids yep and it made no sense. And why are the animals suddenly alive? For I know. no reason. They're stuffed animals. It's Christopher Robin's imaginary world. I mean, it's like Calvin and Hobbes, where we don't, we don't really know. But, like, it's not like other people can see them. It, like, it causes a traffic accident because the animals, because these stuffed animals talk. It's, it's nonsensical. Yeah. It's, like, completely imbecilic because... I would be fine with Christopher Robin is having a breakdown. <laughs> Not really as a kid's movie, but I would be fine with you showing me that movie. Yeah, I would exactly. be fine with uh, these are magic and tell me why. I would be fine with end the movie ambiguous, but they do none of those things. Mm-hmm. They fail on all three levels. <laughs> Christopher Robin's not having a breakdown. His childhood stuffed animals are literally alive and uh why for absolutely no reason uh because like he poured honey on a painting is as close as we get yeah to a why to why and that like everyone can see them and there's no ambiguity it just is they just are actually alive yeah like oh they're like the muppets without the charm of the muppets oh it's there's nothing original this is the other the other thing this movie reminded me of it reminded me of the back half of the little prince movie hmm. yeah. remember when we talked about the little prince movie and we talked about how the first half is so incredibly good that it makes us we've seen it twice and both times we like our memory erases the second half of it mm-hmm. or the last third of it and the last third of it is like this entire movie is like that last third Minus all the interest. (laughs) But the, like, ill-thought-out doesn't mean anything. Growing up is bad, okay? Why? I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have an idea behind it. It's not even as, like, as straightforward as, like, as Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins. Right. It feels like... You know, he has a motivation, he has a reason for acting this way, he has all sorts of things, 
But Christopher Robin just like, he became a grown up and is therefore boring and likes his job. And, and there's no, and there's no real solid connection between him and his daughter, except for the fact that his daughter wants him to be around. Yeah. And that's, it's not enough. And it is like, one of the things, like, Mr. Banks' story in Mary Poppins uh, has ups and downs. There's mm-hmm. there's nuance to it. We could, there's things to complain about, but this isn't this podcast. But one of the things I think Mr. Banks' story does very right is he loses his job. Yes. <laughs> Christopher Robin just gets to keep his job. The he bo- never has to choose family and job, and he's successful in every way because there's no conflict. The conflict was all false conflict. It's true. It's true. Instead of losing his... Ike expected him to lose his job and he never did. He doesn't have to choose between his family and his job. He gets to have both. For no reason. Because he invented vacation time. Oh. Apparently. This and that's movie was just, so stupid. Uh, like it was boring. You know who invented vacation time? Unions. Unions. Not some dude in a boardroom convincing people that, oh, if we give people vacations, they're going to have luggage. No. Boardrooms are not convinced by that. Boardrooms are convinced by by workers refusing to work until they can get paid vacation time. Booyah. Put that in your too seriously pipe and smoke it. The people with the power never give up their power until they are forced to. Yep. Historically. And also in the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you're you are mostly complaining about it being boring, uh, or not anymore. But you were when we right after we watched it, mostly complaining about it being boring. And I was like, yeah, it was boring. But even if it had been fast paced and full of jokes, like it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not about very anything. Hollow. It pretends to be about things, but it isn't smart enough to know what it's about. It's stupid. It's a very, very stupid movie. And Winnie the Pooh, the book, is very, very smart and understands something profound about childhood that this movie does not understand. Mm-hmm. And that's why Absolutely. they make Winnie the Pooh a sad sack, because Winnie the Pooh does not say, Do you always have that case with you? What? case my my briefcase yes well usually why is it more important than a balloon yes it's more important than a balloon i see more like a blanket yes more like a blanket like that's imbecilic <laughs> Right? Right. Who doesn't make pointed, like... No. A.A. Milne is so much too smart to have his characters do that at his most saccharine, which I will admit sometimes A.A. Milne gets saccharine, especially at the end of uh, The House at Pooh Corner. Um, But at his most saccharine, he's never that stupid about it. Mm-hmm. Because he, he... I mean... Uh, he remembers what, or he understands something about a childish perspective on the world. So that Winnie the Pooh, like this movie isn't smart enough to have them 
there, it keeps trying so hard to have the like childlike innocence speaking some profound truth that adulthood has forgotten. But the writers of this movie have forgotten that childhood uh, profound truth so deeply that they can't even imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. This is the most grown up version of what childhood is that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is soulless. I'm like furious at this movie. <laughs> Because it's a movie about trying to, like, connect to your childhood soul. But there's no soul in this movie. There's no heart in this movie. There's no sense of childlike wonder in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything redeemable in terms of too seriously? No. I would argue one thing. What? That has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. It has to do with the setting of the movie. Okay, go. In his office, there are people of color. It is the 1950s in London, and they're not pretending like London was all white. Yeah, because it wasn't. Because it wasn't. And I appreciated that. And that, let's say, for the record, that's not like retroactive, political correct casting. That's actually... There was... uh, Not everybody in the past was white. (laughs) Exactly. So... That okay. is the one thing I would point to in terms of our usual too seriously things. But the movie itself is is too garbagey to uh, to care about those good choices that you've made. Right, and they're like, and we're doing as we sometimes do. We, or rather, I think I am the one who's most mad about it, so I'm doing it the most. Conflating the actual badness with the serious badness. Yeah, but like. Why this movie is seriously uh, troublesome as well as actually troublesome is the casually irresponsible picture it gives of what childhood is, what adulthood is, what responsibilities are, what growing up is like. Hmm. And remember, I remember when I talked about The Little Prince, which is the movie that for some reason I'm comparing this with, because this movie is like... If you take everything great about The Little Prince and strip it away, and you take everything crappy about the back end of The Little Prince, this movie has all of it, right? Mm -hmm. Remember how I was mad at The Little Prince movie because it chickened out. It didn't have the courage to let the aviator die Mm -hmm. because it didn't have the courage that the book does of saying things are fragile, And of recognizing that the fragility of things is where they get their beauty from. And so you say, like, you just get to live forever. And it robs the profundity from the story. Mm -hmm. And this movie is that times a million. You don't ever have to grow up. There's no consequences for anything. Uh, What I said, like, to circle back to what I went by about Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins loses his job and Christopher Robin doesn't lose his job. And that's a serious problem because the worldview that this movie has is that there are no difficult choices. There is no, uh, everything's easy in Mm -hmm. this movie. And so Christopher Robin was just callous for no reason because he didn't have to make any choice. In the end. Mm-hmm. So it makes the choices that he'd made unforgivable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it makes the, like, 
it starts the movie with he leaves childhood behind because that's where A. A. Milne ends the book. And I think that ending of uh, The House at Pooh Corner is a little saccharine. But it is also like you leave your childhood behind. Yeah, exactly. And you can try to hold on to it. And there's a absolutely uh, profound beauty in trying to hold on to something you know you can't hold on to. And this movie is a lie because it tells you you can hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And it despite telling us again and again uh, that it, uh, despite trying to convince us that it's about Christopher Robin and his daughter, he ends the movie with Winnie the Pooh again. It's not about him connecting with his daughter. It's about him connecting with his own childhood for that's own sake. And that was easy and had no consequences. And he can just, he just can continue to be a child at heart because he decided to and like, <laughs> there's just no consequences for anything. There's yeah. consequences only for like the villain boss man, Mark Gakis, which like that, yay, he lost his job or whatever, or got in trouble for golfing on the weekend when he shouldn't He got have. scolded by his dad. Yeah, he got scolded by his dad. You're right. It was just, nothing was good. I'm going to nitpick a, uh petty thing they are call, you now <laughs> they call him christopher robin as if robin is his last name <laughs> morning 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 mr robin morning miss dane it, it is a very separate beast from like this is not a Milne's son yeah. this is the character christopher robin within a book and yeah, yeah, you're right. It's dumb because his last name is Milne. <laughs> his last name is not Robin. That was like the first five minutes and I almost like flipped over the table when they <laughs> were know. like, Mr. Robin. I was like, Miss. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the look on your face is pretty funny. <laughs> I recognize that as being petty. Yeah. There is another movie that came out of the- in the way that we have sometimes of movies, pairs of movies coming out. Um, there's a movie that came out a little bit before this one called Goodbye, Christopher Robin, hmm. that is about Christopher Robin Milne and his, and is definitely not a children's movie, apparently, that it's about him coming to terms with his father, making him a storybook character. And he how, wrote an autobiography yeah. that I've read. He's not, as he, as he describes himself, he is not at all like christopher robin in the book mm-hmm. and it may really and a.a a. milne was not an affectionate father exactly and so his actual relationship with his father and his actual relationship with himself bears really no resemblance to the storybook character christopher robin and he got teased for it yeah and things yeah so apparent so I, i'm interested in that movie mm-hmm. and seeing what that one's like that said but... The character is Christopher Robin Milne. He shares a name with a real life person, but the character's last name isn't Robin either. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Let it go, Paul. Let it go. Never. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it good? Is it seriously good? It's terrible. No, it is bad. It's like terrible. In terms of goodness, I think this movie is awful. Mm-hmm. In terms of seriously goodness, 
I mean, I guess it's seriously not, it's seriously bad, but it's not seriously awful. Yeah. Like, I guess it's bad and seriously bad. I mean, I, I hesitate to give it a seriously bad rating. It's the, like, he invents the holidays. It's the, like... Yeah, okay, okay, that tips it over. <laughs> that tips it over. He doesn't care about his kids and it, his kid and it doesn't matter. Yeah. How come he only had one kid? It's the 50s. Baby boom. Weird. I found it really weird that they only had one kid, but I guess that was a thing too sometimes. Some, some people have only one kid. I know, but in the 50s, it was way more weird. Yeah. It was a baby boom. Post-war. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, we usually say what age this movie is for. Uh, no Just one. To be clear, no age. <laughs> I mean, one of the problems if you want to watch it with your kids, you can, but it's not really a kid's movie, yeah. it turns out. Like, one of the problems with this movie is it's not for anyone. I'm like, like, I said that as a joke, but I really seriously, in terms of the appropriate age, uh, there's nothing, there's no violence, there's no scary scenes, there's nothing crude or objectionable, there's no bad language, but it's boring uh, and boring for kids and adults. It too has childish a... for adults and too grown up for kids. Exactly. It has adult situations. And I don't mean the like sexy kind. I mean the like boring kind. Filing paperwork. <laughs> and like, like a wife saying, you go off and do things. And I don't like it. You know, I don't know. Anyway, if you'd like to talk to us about this movie... If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, probably you haven't seen it because it's terrible. Don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to us on Twitter at WTScast. You can contact us on all kinds of the Sochmeads. 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 Which are uh, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and uh, sending a carrier pigeon out your window. Is there a religious version of Facebook called Facebook? there should be i'm sure there why why would you bring that up right now (laughs) because it sounded like you said facebook and i was like facebook should be like the christian only version of facebook that some uh cynical atheist starts to try to capitalize on the gullible (laughs) (laughs) it's full of viruses so many viruses (laughs) Wow, we really went off topic there. Yeah, if you like that. our off topic rants, support us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash clockworkscast, where you can find our other podcasts and support us and get little extra bonus special features. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been Jan Moffat. I've been Paul Moffat. There is a uh, Dorothy Parker, famously witty writer was a book reviewer called The Constant Reader. And she was sometimes compared to A.A. Milne because A.A. Milne was witty and she was witty, but in different ways. And she hated A.A. Milne. And she reviewed Winnie the Pooh. And she, one of the uh, funny lines in her review of Winnie the Pooh is, at the second use of the word honey, H-U-N-N-Y, dear reader, your constant reader, swoed up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everything, I feel like I want to sign off this, but like, at the second use of Christopher, Mr. Robin, 
and and the like terrible malapropisms of this movie is when I, your constant podcaster, float up. <laughs> Bye. That's but I I should have said that before I said the Dorothy Parker thing. Maybe we can splice it together. Probably not. Bye. <laughs>